Welcome to the Trusted Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Iroquois Group. Iroquois is your trusted advisor in all things insurance. I'm Edwin K. Morris. This week's guest is Stuart Gannis. He is the SVP of Sales and Business Development at Insurance Technologies Corporation. Stuart started his career as an insurance producer right out of high school. Eventually, he launched a startup agency based in Southern California with his wife, Mary. After the sale of their agency, Stuart launched a boutique consulting firm focused on helping independent agencies grow and thrive. As a 30-year veteran in the industry, Stuart has consulted more than 700 independent agencies and trained thousands of CEOs, principals, producers, and CSRs. Welcome, Stuart. How would you define a connected consumer? What is you know, it? nowadays, it's all of us, really, when you think about it. Uh, you know, we're all connected to these devices, unfortunately, in our pockets. So you can go to any restaurant and see a family not looking at one another at the dinner table mm-hmm. because we're too connected. And I would really define it in our industry as people that need immediate gratification. You know, our industry is, has been traditionally used to the phone ringing, us answering the phone, taking some information from somebody calling them back later, getting them some quotes. Maybe they come into the office and sit at our desk. We chat with them. We get to know them as people. Uh, Where nowadays, clients don't want to do that. Now people want to go to their phone, click a button, fill out a form, and see a quote. They do not want to go through that entire process. So the connected consumer is really all of us now, um, including, you know, the, the, the older people, the over 60s, the, the 70s. I mean, they're on these social media platforms. They have telephones. They're in browsers. So the connected consumer is people that people that demand speed and want things done efficiently and quickly and don't want to waste time and sit in your office and do all the things we were doing 25, 30 years ago in this business. So it's almost the connected consumer could be transferable to the idea of a, you're connected to the product, not the people. As I heard you saying about the new behavior anticipation of I just tell me what I need to know. I don't I don't need to hear about your your shoes you just bought. So it's more about connecting to action or connecting to uh the product. Really. I it, it really shortchanges the whole sales in the traditional mentality of what sales is. Yeah, you know, that's a good point actually. I, I that's that's a very interesting viewpoint. Yeah, it is connected to the to the product. You know, on the flip side, there are parts of insurance or certain clientele or maybe it's a certain certain business, maybe it's maybe it's the client with multiple personal lines policies or the commercial policy that's B2B that still depends on that relationship. They still want the relationship, but they want to do it digitally. Mm. They don't want to do it like we did it 20, 30 years ago, where again, they're in the office, they're on the phone all the time. Every time they need something, they have to pick up the phone. They want to send an email or, or, or a text mm. message. So it's a blend, maybe. That, that capsule of how things were done, this is not the only industry that has transformed. I, I think banking is leading that also, is that the mentality of what people expected. You know, I can remember, oh, gotta, it's Friday. My, my folks had a small business. We got to go to the bank. Got to go, you know, and that was like a big thing. The, the change in behavior, how does that affect the difference between direct sellers and independent agencies? So, you know, the direct sellers have better tools, I believe, where a client could go online, do everything they need to do and never talk to anyone. And quite frankly, that direct seller probably doesn't want you to because when you do call in, you're talking to the someone in a call center that isn't as trained as an independent agent, mm. where the independent agent probably lacks a little in the technology side. But if you call them, you're going to get great information. 
So you've got to figure out how to, if you could mold the two together somehow, I think you have the perfect agent. So independent agents just need to figure out how can I communicate with this client the way they want to communicate, not the way I want to communicate. Which is on a 24-7 availability Correct. to an answer, not I'll call you back tomorrow when I'm back in the office. Correct. Absolutely. They want, they want an answer. They want a status. They want to know. I mean, listen, you could look up your bank balance. You could look up what to where you're sitting for a concert or an event, you can look up pretty much any, your mortgage rate. You could look up your balance for anything. Uh, why is insurance different? Because independent agents don't want it to be. No, it doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. So what's the biggest stumbling block to get there? What, what do you see as the, the hurdle that agents have? Yeah. So, you know, when I first started the business, it was 1989 and I didn't have a computer on my desk, which is kind of cool. I'm probably one of the last generations to ever start a job without a computer on their desk. Um, (laughs) and I'm only 26. Isn't that amazing? It is uh, unbelievable. Actually. I know. I know I look young, but you know, (laughs) we're not going to talk about that, but you know, what I figured out, you know, I think what happened is these agents insurance has always been slow to adopt. Okay. When I started our first agency, my wife and I started an agency in 2000 paperless was cutting edge where you would look at banking or mortgage and they've been paperless for five, 10 years. We've always been slow to adopt. And then, and then we sold our agency and around 2009 or 10, when we really, really dug into the internet, it was so odd to do a search and see the companies you sold competing against you. Mm. So now you've got carriers that you sell for selling against you, their clients that buy direct get this technology, but you don't. So it's very difficult. The carriers and the agents need to come together and say, hey, listen, how do we do this together to where we can still be effective distribution and the client isn't tempted to go click on your commercial or your link or your pop-up and buy directly from you and cut us out because we do offer a lot. Listen, independent agents, we're not going to go away the travel agency. We're not going away. We're here to stay. We are a strong industry. There's going to be less of us in 10, 15, 20 years, which quite frankly, there should be. The carriers need to give provide agents with the technology so clients can look up those statuses, and it's still branded to the agency because you ask nine out of ten clients who are with an independent agent who they're insured with, they're going to say the carrier name. They're not going to say the insurance. Oh, agency interesting. Name. They're not going to say, "Oh, I'm with Stuart Gannis Insurance." They're going to say, "I'm with Travelers Insurance." Right. They're not going to say Stuart Gannis Insurance. So they've got to figure out how to work together and make that happen and provide technology to agents. And quite frankly, agents hate to use the term, but agents went to bed 15, 20 years ago. I think they thought the internet was going to be, you know, like corduroys, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, this, this isn't going to last, you know? And, and the carriers were like, they were in board meetings, meeting together saying, we need a direct distribution channel because this is the internet thing is going to be huge for us. Yeah. And you know, the agents blew it quite frankly. I mean, we did, we, we did not do a very good job of embracing social Google search. There's really no dominant independent agency out there like a Geico or a Progressive or an insurance or any. There's there's no dominant mm-hmm. independent out there. Why is that? I guess all of those other names you just threw out there was born out of not just necessity, but keeping up with the expectation of the consumer. That's right. How the interface works. Exactly. You're exactly right. They said the consumer wants something. Agents want another. People don't want, they want the relationship. I'll never devalue the relationship between an independent agent and a client. Mm-hmm. But my daughter is 20 and she'll never step foot in an insurance agent's office. She may never talk to an insurance agent unless she has a claim or a loss. She wants to do it on her little iPhone. She wants, they would want to get a quote, buy insurance, do whatever they have to do. Right. They, it's not going to happen for this younger generation. It's just, they're, they're not going to do it. So agents need to adapt to that. Look what COVID did. All of a sudden agents are talking about having staff at home. We could have done this 10 years ago. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I think a lot of industries are in that same boat of realization that the technology will reduce your overall cost of an organization if you don't have to house all these people to work. Uh, it's going to be a huge change. So what is the relationship do you see to this type of customer? How do you keep that relationship? Yeah. So it's they've got to see you digitally. Mm. Uh, the, I think it's the little things. It's the blocking and tackling. It's it's hitting their inbox seven, eight, nine times a year with, with whether it's a holiday email, a newsletter, a how you doing, a checkup. It's social media looking lived in on your social media. I mean, look, if I had an independent agent or any service for that matter, if someone refers me an accountant, an attorney, any professional, and I went to their Facebook page and they had nine nine followers, and there hasn't been a post since 2014, they're off the menu. You're off the menu. Next, the dream is dead. Yeah. So, you know, so you've got to do the blocking and tackling. You've got to have a presence on social. You've got to have a presence in their email marketing. You've got to text them once in a while. And you've got to allow them to communicate with you the way they want to, not the way you want to communicate with them. And that's what agents have a really hard time, that barrier where someone will text you a question and you want to call them back. No, text no. them back. That's, no. that's what they want. You know, that's why they reached out to you. Stick with the form of the original form of communication. So I think it's really in, in how you communicate, what you do. And, uh, and obviously the basics, a lot of the traditional stuff we've always done still stands. You've got to cross sell. You've got to advise on coverage. Mm. Uh, you know, my parents had every year, there was a state farm calendar on our magnet on our refrigerator. Every single year they got this calendar from the state farm agent. So what is that digitally? What does that look like? How do we send some, that state farm calendar from the seventies? What is that today? Figure it out and send it to your clients. Well, a lot of that transfers into the customer interface, right? Having a portal, having uh, on-demand access to whatever that is versus the static calendar or the de- remember remember the desk calendar that everybody would be giving away, yeah. you know, to put on your desk. It's like I haven't seen those in a while. How does this all change? We've talked about the consumer. But how do you change the mentality of those who have to keep up with what's happening with that expectation? Yeah, remember my cousin Vinny, the the two youths. <laughs> you got to bring some young people in the agency. Seriously, you got to let the little, you got to let the young people in the tent and listen to them and let them. You know, it's amazing when you hire people complain about millennials and this and that. But I'll tell you something: you hire someone in their mid twenties and you show them your CRM or your technology. They're whizzing through within three minutes. They're like, oh, my God, this is so old. You, you still use this? Oh, my God. You know, I have to, I have to double click. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. This doesn't use voice. It, it's unbelievable. So you've really, you've got you've to gotta let the young people in the industry, and that's been a problem in this industry forever. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're still at the mahogany desks and the shag carpet in this business. I mean, let, let's start using Macs for crying out loud, you know? So I think you've got to let the young people in and, and look at their behavior and let them, let them uh, provide some solutions. I've had to interface with insurance companies and I've noticed that now I'm the claim agent because I have to take pictures and describe things. So I'm like, wow, they've, they've got this all figured they out. They really do. It is really something. And you're right. What you said earlier about communicating, if it's Friday at 10 PM, I should not have to wait till Monday to get an ID card for my insurance agent. Yes. That is unacceptable, quite frankly. So either you have a portal on your management system, which most have available. I know we do at ITC. Or you have them with a carrier that they could log into the carrier interface and print that ID card. But I remember back in the day, you know, we would work Saturdays and we would stay till two, three, four o'clock because by two, three o'clock, someone was sitting in a dealership and needed insurance to buy a car and you sold that policy on a Saturday afternoon. 
where today that oh, agent, agents yeah. aren't probably getting that right. phone call. They're right. going online. And if you're not on that Google or your social mm-hmm. or they haven't seen you, they're going direct. You're off the menu. It's a wholly different expectation on the consumer side, because you're right. It, I could buy a car in a town I'm not familiar with, but you can just quickly search and find. It's a self-guided uh, methodology versus 40 years ago when the phone book was the biggest indicator of what's going on. Oh, yeah. And now the phone book is so thin it doesn't even hold doors open anymore. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think it's so thin. Remember how big that thing was? Oh, I mean, yeah. I used that for, I mean, that was like, you know, that was the boost. You could use it. it. The door, I mean, it was everything. That was the thing. It's like, it's like a magazine It's, it's now. not much. It's really it's bad. Thin. It's kind of crazy, man. It's interesting. But at the same time, look, we could do this. We've been through, look, the 90s, the captives were going to take us out. They passed Graham Leach, Biley in the late 90s. The banks were going to take us out. What happened? Banks started buying agencies and paying more money than we ever imagined. In the early 2000s, the internet was going to take us out. 2010, this is going to... We have survived so much as independent agents, and we could come out so much stronger if, if we just apply ourselves to serving the consumer the way they want to be served and, uh, you know, and using technology to guide that process. To wrap things up, final question, where is the biggest challenge five years from now? I haven't even figured out this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's more of the same. It's probably what we're dealing with now on steroids, mm. right? It's it's what we're dealing with now, but it's on steroids. It's even that much greater where, you know, the car company, I mean, Tesla has an insurance company. So now you've got car manufacturers think they're going to get in the insurance business. So you, again, it's just, you've got to go even deeper and deeper. That's why if you haven't started yet, the best time to do email marketing was starting 10 years ago. The other best time is today. So all of this stuff is just, I think it's what it is now, just multiply it over time in five years. And people, we're going to have a people shortage in this business. We need to bring young people in and we need to make insurance sexy. Insurance is not sexy. Mm. It's a great industry. I mean, it's been so good to me. I mean, I'm, I'm a high school dropout. I should have been a statistic at one time in my life. And I started in the business at 19. Sales manager took me under his wing. And here I am, you know, 30 years later on the podcast with you. So it is a wonderful industry and we've got to bring young people in and, and make it just make it sexier and technology can make it sexier. It really can. Well, thank you for all of that great conversation. It's been a joy. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this edition of the trusted advisor podcast brought to you by Iroquois group, Iroquois, your trusted advisor for all things insurance. And remember, get out of the office and sell. This program was recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio on the grounds of Chautauqua Institution. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I invite you to join me for the next edition of the Trusted Advisor Podcast.